Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Nye. Well, it's an interesting day, to say the very least. You know, a lot of weird things going on. You've got, um, well, you sent me an interesting text last night. Yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did, yeah. Which, we could talk about that. I mean, you know, you mentioned it uh, the other day about the mask, you know, him wearing the mask. Well, this is the video of the backside where he's, like, scratching his neck, and you can see the mask kind of crumple up. This and- is a strange video, folks. Um, it's Joe Biden in Ireland and someone was videotaping the president. He turned away from the camera. He was, he was back to camera. And when he's talking to somebody else behind him, he reaches with his right arm to the back of his neck and he, he scratches like he's got an itch. But when he finishes the scratch, you see where there's a wrinkled area that looks like he's been scratching uh, a synthetic, you know, a latex mask of some kind. Now, there are people who can say you can do all sorts sorts of special effects nowadays. You can make things look like they're not. So this would be a real good fake because uh, it usually you can tell when somebody's uh, tampering with a video of some kind. Right. No, somebody... it's, it, it's a spot-on, perfect let, fake. Yeah, it's a let, fake, and I don't think it is. Let me explain my background a little bit. I, I've had the good fortune in my career to do a lot of different things. One of the things I did was I used to direct TV commercials, and uh, they weren't as in an era where the uh, media was as sophisticated as it is now. It was back in the 90s and early 2000s, but you have an eye for things. You see things a certain way. And um, this this didn't look like it was a faked video. There was no quick edit. There was no uh, jump cut. They didn't cut to a different angle. This was one guy who scratched his neck, and then when he finished scratching his neck, he moved his hand away, and you saw the wrinkle, and the wrinkle kind of dissipated as he turned his head and stuff like that, you know? It looked like he was wearing a full head mask. Now you're saying, wait a second, that's President Biden you're talking about. Why would he wear a full head mask? Well, there is speculation by some that uh, a lot of these people have body doubles. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe the guy that we were watching in Ireland wasn't uh, the real Joe Biden. Well, it could be. I mean, we see videos of him tripping downstairs, tripping upstairs, having to kind of get his footing when he's stepping on stage because he can't see. If you've ever worn a Halloween mask, one of those big rubber masks, and they're baggy as all the heck, but, you know, but either way, you really don't have your senses and your bearings and you misstep, it's, it would be very easy to misstep and knock all your teeth out. Um, and he's tripped, you know, many oh, yeah. times and, and stepped off his stuff, and people had to catch him. And I think, I'm not giving credit that Biden is not a feeble, senile old man, but on the same behalf, maybe this is somebody else, and it makes them do appear to be a senile, feeble old man. You made an interesting point. You said that when you wear these uh, full head masks, Halloween masks, they're kind of baggy and stuff. The difference between those masks, the consumer 
full head masks. Yeah, these things. They, they, the they kinds that, your yeah, the kind that they have now are so good that they, I guess, they use uh, different types of uh, of glues and things like that uh, to to. They are tight to your face so that when you make an expression, the mask has an expression. Uh, and people may say they can't be that good. Well, I think I may have said this story before in the past, but I'll say it again. Uh, there was a guy who uh, supposedly was a, a Hollywood makeup man, and he met a guy who worked for the federal government, worked for the intelligence. Uh, I think it was the uh, maybe it could have been the CIA. And the CIA guy said to the special effects guy in Hollywood, you guys do some fantastic work with your masks and disguises. And the and the Hollywood uh, special effects guy said, thank, thank you very much. We we put a lot of work and time into it. They're, they're really uh, quite sophisticated. Then the guy in the CIA said, yeah, but they're, they're really not as good as ours. And, and the guy, yeah. the guy, thought for a second like well, that's a backhanded compliment but the fact of the matter is supposedly the CIA has masks that you can get right up to within like six inches of the person you're talking to and you cannot tell that that's a mask oh I believe that I, I would think you could do that I think the one thing you can't do with these masks with the glues and everything that hold them into place and that way your eyelids move and everything moves properly on the mask is that you're covering up, there, there are probably millions of little receptors for touch, feeling, whatever, all over your skin. And, you know, when you cover that up with something, yeah, sure, when you blink your eyes, they blink too, and they blink perfectly, and it looks great. But I would imagine that the sensory from that skin to your brain is obstructed a little bit with that mask. Well, and, and, and the thing is, when you put the mask on your your uh, subject, th you concentrate on the face. You concentrate right. on making sure that that it is tight to your skin and the face, so that when you make an expression, when you move your lips, everything is is tight and and glued properly. The place you wouldn't concentrate a lot would be the back of your neck, because supposedly that's covered by your jacket. It's the nape of your neck we're talking about, folks. Mm -hmm. The nape of the neck. So if you're going to miss an area with that glue, it might be where he was scratching his neck. Or it could come apart. The other thing that they learned a long time ago when they used to do, well, like the Goldfinger movies, they'd cover somebody up in body paint. Right. They found out that they had to leave a little open area. Oh, yeah. So that your skin could breathe. Otherwise, you remember, know, people die of suffocation. Remember the, uh, Wizard, suffocation. the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, well, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, initially, they had uh, who was uh, the uh, uh, the guy who played on uh, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, the father. You know, I'm Jed Clampett. Buddy Ebsen. Yeah, Buddy Ebsen. Ebsen. Yeah. yeah. Buddy Ebsen was originally going to be the Tin, the tin Man, man. and uh, in the, if you remember, the Tin Man had uh, gray paint all over his face. They had to paint his face gray. And his arms were painted gray. He wore that metal body, but his skin was covered with this gray paint. And he got violently sick uh, when they first started shooting that movie to a point where he was hospitalized and they had to get a replacement. That's where they got Jack Haley to be the Tin yeah. Man. 
And uh, also, in like you said, Goldfinger, when they painted that young woman in gold paint, she got sick from what I understand. They they learned that they got to, like Bill said, Lee, you got to leave some area for the person to breathe. And, yeah. And I say you breathe. can't just, you breathe more than with your nose. Your whole body, you know. Yeah. Is, so, uh, yeah. but anyway, the thing is, we're not saying that was specifically a double, but it sure looked like a double. And if you see this video, we're going to try to post it maybe uh, if we can on our website. Uh, you might want to check uh, it's another day.com occasionally to see whether we can get the uh, the video posted. If not, uh, yeah. maybe the we'll link. get it. Yeah, it's really worth seeing. Other big topic this weekend everybody's still talking about the leak. Uh, I guess the most sensitive uh, stuff we have on the Ukraine war. Lots of leaks. There's even a leak from the Ukraine now saying how they're kicking uh, Russia's ass. But that's. Yeah, I got that, know, though. I got the. It's like you would think that they would hold back a bit about uh, trying to sound like they're winning the war. We just saw in the leaks that the Pentagon is saying that we're not doing very well over there, that the Ukrainians are getting their their derrieres uh, handed to them, and uh, it's not going well. Then this leak comes out, you know, it spreads around, and they get this 21-year-old airman, and then the next day it says... The Russian forces continue to lose men on the U on the ground in Ukraine. This is a story that came out this morning. They're trying to make it still sound like the Ukrainians are kicking the uh, Russians' butts over there and, and and asking for more money and more uh, more uh, air power. Uh, and I'm like going, uh, now you're forgetting too that the uh, there was something that was said about uh, or Vladimir said something. Was it yesterday or the day before? Because the U.K. said, oh, you know what? We've got these uh, these uranium artillery shells that are empty. Yeah. Well, they're, okay, they're not spent cases. What They're empty, but they, they, are, they are radiated. They were used for, as a tank buster shell. Now, the, the propaganda was by the, uh, the West. It's, ah, that won't hurt anyone. Uh, no, no one's ever died from radiation poisoning. But there have been people for long-term exposure that have become very radiated and sick, and there are there is also proof of um, births that have taken place that were affected by that. So Russia said, "Wait a minute! You're going to use these shells to take on our troops and take on uh, our cities? You do that, you got another thing coming, and that will call for nuclear retaliation." Do you know what else I heard? I heard that, Z that Zelensky is actually using our weapons to hit deep into Russia. Yeah. They're, they're not telling us this. We still think over here as a population, we still think, well, we are keeping the war in the Ukraine and we haven't gone into Russia. Come to find out, Zelensky and the Ukrainian army are firing our missiles deep into Russia. The war is getting bigger than they're telling us. We're being told a lot of lies, folks. Another, we told you on Friday about uh, about Cy Hirsch, who said that uh, uh, Zelensky had four hundred million dollars squirreled away uh, out of the country, and the four hundred million was from uh, money we'd given them for fuel for the army. And no one's talking about it. I mean, over the weekend, I watched that. You would have thought that that would have been a big story. No, 
I mean, this is the same guy, by the way, Cy Hirsch. It's the same guy who said uh, we blew up the pipeline, uh, right? We had proof that we blew up the uh, Nordstrom 2 pipeline. But nobody said a word. I watched the talk shows. Nah, they were talking about other stuff, but uh, this story was nowhere. They also didn't talk about a minister, uh, a wife of a minister of the Ukrainian government was caught at the border in the Ukraine trying to get into Hungary with $29 million in suitcases. $29 million of our money, U.S. dollars, the bans were still on it. And she was leaving the country with that money, which obviously wasn't designated for her or her husband. Nobody Mm -hmm. is talking about it. You got to wonder what, what's going on with, with everything uh, there. We are uh, being lied to on all fronts right now. I mean, yeah, we, we are. we're being told that uh, the border is secure. We're being told by our government officials, Mayorkas specifically, that the border is secure. Now, everybody who has seen any video footage knows that that's a blatant lie. Mm-hmm. We're being told that everything's okay in Taiwan, that we have, uh, we're going to keep our relationship strong, and uh, that the Chinese are just doing a normal exercise. Come to find out, this was the most abnormal military exercise they've ever had. They were live ammunition, we're, and yeah. we're sailing uh, uh, aircraft carriers, guided missile destroyers, and not old stuff. We're talking about new, sophisticated hardware, sailing it right, right there. Why? Is that a threat or a provocation? Oh, I got another question for you, and nobody is talking about this either. Nobody. You heard it first on It's Another Day. Okay? But if China goes to war with Taiwan, do you think that uh, North Korea is going to sit quietly and, and not seize the opportunity to go after South Korea? He's already firing shots, you know, warning shots at people. And he's got a he's got not a nuclear bomb. He's got a lot of nuclear bombs now, missiles. So he is he's waiting, you know, for the opportunity because he knows that even if he's wrong and he does something rogue and out of hand, he's so close to China and under their umbrella yeah. that they're gonna step in and back him up all the way. Can we handle wars in the Ukraine? Maybe in Russia, in Taiwan, in Korea, and do you think? I think I, you go to and, war with Russia, and, you go to war with Korea. Do you and think China, Iran you will stay quiet? Do you think Iran will seize no, the opportunity and go they after got Israel? They got a vendetta against us. They'll, but they'll figure, hey, we have our hands full. Let's go after Israel now. Yeah, I'm, I'm they just, absolutely would. I, I mean, I, this is a powder keg. I I just think that our military, our Pentagon. Our government, our administration, isn't being truthful with the American people. I mean, no, they're not. But you got to wonder with everything that's going on, and somehow, no matter what it is, whether it's woke news or military news, somewhere is a CIA operative. I mean, even the the Mulvaney thing with Anheuser Busch turns out the CEO of Anheuser Busch. Was a former um, C- uh, CIA, CIA re- he was recruitment a, specialist. Yes. And what the you, hell is You couldn't it? Wait make a this stuff up, Bill. You couldn't make this stuff up. 
Well, you know what? I did find one thing kind of funny. There's an app out there, which I guess it's called Woke Alerts. Yeah. You can download it on your phone. And what that app does, and the left will get cringy all about it, yeah. is you can go to a store and go, oh, this is, uh, this is a product made by, I'm just picking a name. I'm not right. accusing anybody. This is Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. And it will tell you the parent company and about Kraft, and if they are, you know, in practicing any woke things or promoting woke stuff. And if it is, well, then it doesn't say anything else. It just tells you that this is a woke company and you can make the choice whether you want to boycott the products. For you example, buy. you could scan uh, Bud Light. It would say made owned by InBev. Yeah. And it would say whether it has relationships with certain organizations, groups, yeah. things like that. And they update it all the time. And the left is going, oh, that's terrible. That's discriminatory. That's all this and all that. Hey, left, just remember this. You made this. Yeah. Now, I'm not telling you. I just threw that out there as a story. But you know what? If you look up woke alerts, yeah, okay, you could probably find the app and put it to use if, because, you know, the left will boycott the right. Any day, anyhow, it's your it's your constitutional right and freedom to do so. Yep. But we can't do it to them. Oh, the hell we can't. And you don't have to say a damn thing about it. What I just said could be the last time you ever talk about anything woke or anything like that. You make your own decision. I can't remember the name of the act, but there's an act that they're trying to uh, pass in Congress that is going to give the government, and I'll think of it, I'll find out the name uh, and bring it to you this week. Uh it, they're going to give Congress the, and government the ability to restrict more of your social media, uh, not just Facebook or Instagram or the, you know, the bigger social platforms that we all know about, but it will give the government the ability to restrict podcasts like this podcast here. If it's not, mm -hmm. if we're not doing exactly what the government wants, if we're stepping over some boundary, we may think we're telling you the truth, but somebody in government may say, well, no, uh, we don't want them saying that because it's anti-us. So right. they're off They're off the system right now. They're so done. we're out of balance. We're not in touch. We're radical. We're basically, what's the term? We're, we're persona non grata. We we're are, disregulated, yeah. Yes. It might be called the, is it the Regulation Act? Regulatory Act? But it, it could be. Yeah. but they, I, I, I have heard something about it, but I don't know what it's called. But you, you knew that was coming. I mean, there's a full court press right now against Clarence, Tom, uh, Clarence Thomas because what they want to do is they couldn't get him to resign. They couldn't get him to do this or that. They know that they could lose in 2024. Actually, I think the odds are in the Democrats' favor, not because of popularity, because they're stealing it. They're they're blatantly stealing it, and they're doing everything they can. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of the uh, sycophant uh, left out there sit there, and they will sit there and mark, march lockstep with the party. Because then well, I, I commend the Democrats for being a, they're loyal to their party no matter they, no matter what. They own the media. The media is in their oh, yeah. back pocket, okay? That's the way it is. Glenn Greenwald is a reporter, and mm -hmm. he's broken a lot of big stories, and he's a friend of Tucker's. He's a 
frequent guest on Tucker's program. He was on a couple of days ago. They were talking about the leaks. You got to hear how he talked about the media's relationship with government. Listen. I should say, and I don't know, just be quiet and let you speak since you know this better than anyone, but we left out a lot of de details that are being reported in the Washington Post, the New York Times, et cetera, tonight about the leaker and where this all came from. Because honestly, I don't believe anything. And it's very hard to know what's true. We're all being spun. We're all being lied to. And we just didn't want to repeat the lies. So with that, what do you make of this? I can't think of an incident, Tucker, that reveals more vividly the real function of our nation's largest media corporations than what just happened here. If you're a real journalist, somebody who's devoted to transparency, bringing, shining a light on the most powerful government actors when they lie to the American people and informing the public, you would be celebrating this person who stepped forward and risked his security to show his fellow citizens that the government was lying about this incredibly important war with a nuclear armed power that we have actual troops deployed on the ground in Ukraine. There's going to be no diplomatic resolution throughout at least 2023 that Zelensky is planning on using our weapons to strike deep into Russia, which we were told would never happen, risking escalation. He did the job of what journalists came to do, which is show the public the truth. If you work for the intelligence agencies, you would be furious at this person. You would hate him because he revealed that you just lied. He exposed the truth about what you were doing. What's amazing is the New York Times, the Washington Post, all the people who were at that Pentagon briefing today think the way the CIA and the Pentagon think. They hate this person. It was the New York Times and the Washington Post that did the FBI's work and found the leaker and led the FBI to him. They're demanding that he be punished. They're demanding that the government clamp down and keep things more and more secret. What kind of journalist would ever do that, would want to see a leaker exposed and punished and then demand that the government keep even more secrets. But that is what this, these, these media corporations are there to do. They love leaks when the CIA and Homeland Security tell them to leak. That's when they disseminate propaganda to the public, like they did during the Trump years when they leaked the transcript between Michael Flynn and Ambassador Kislyak, the most serious kind of leaking crime. The Washington Post did that. Nobody looked for that leaker. Nobody cared. Everybody cheered because it served the interests of the security state. But when it comes to trans transparency that undermines the agenda of these agencies and that proves to the American people what the truth is, it's amazing that these journalists are on the side of the government and will actually hunt down the leaker and demand that he be punished even more. I just don't understand how any journalist could collaborate in hiding the fact that we're in a direct hot war with Russia. Maybe you support that, maybe you don't. But how could you hide something that significant, the most significant fact of our generation from the public? How could you do that? It, the only answer is that you don't actually have a journalistic mindset, that you far more identify with your with your job as working for the government than working for the American people. If you look at the history of the most important journalism stories, it's exactly insiders like Daniel Ellsberg sees that the government is lying to the American people about the war in Vietnam, saying we're winning when in reality, privately, they're saying we're losing. And he goes and he shows the, the, the American people the truth. Or Edward Snowden, who heard James Clapper falsely deny the NSA was spying on American people. He had the evidence in his hand and he risked his security to show the truth. Same things WikiLeaks did. This is what you celebrate in journalism. Our journalists, meaning the media corporations, hate this because they actually work for their government. That is their true allegiance. 
you have to defend truth tellers. You cannot abet lying if you have an entire country based on lies. Wow. What he just said was that the media companies really and truly work for the government. That's why they're so in bed together. You know, that's why they're they're so uh, they're so tight. That's why the story isn't being challenged when it should be. If they were really journalists, you know, you have these right. guys. Uh, when we were kids, when I was a kid, uh, when things were leaked in government, the media was all over it. I mean, it was, it was a whole different time. Now we have a group of journalists sitting in the White House uh, press room, and they don't challenge anything. They sit. Why? How do they get vetted for the job? You know, we used to always be accused of, well, the right people are drinking them. Kool-Aid, they're going down the rabbit hole. But it seems that the Democrats own the rabbit hole and they own the Kool-Aid, too. I don't think and the, the journalists. And the Kool-Aid has an opposite effect. I don't think the journalists uh, are trained like they were trained back in the 60s. I mean, I'm talking about from school. From yeah, school but anybody right with common up. sense... Anybody with common sense can see with their own two eyes and hear with their own ears and be able to make sense that, hey, you know what? We're being deceived here. Yeah, but you know but yet, the, you know how those press brief briefings are done. I mean, there are people in the room, the ones who want to ask the difficult questions usually sit in the very rear of the group. Mm -hmm. The ones who are going to ask uh, questions that the press secretary knows the answers to usually are right up front where she can point to them. And they have their token Peter Ducey who will ask a, a difficult question, but they know how to deal with his questions because they know how he presents he his questions. Yeah, he, he's, not a, um, he's not a surprise to them. When they go to Peter Ducey at Fox, they know that he's going to ask uh, the opposite of what they want, but they know how to answer it. You know, mm -hmm. but the, the guy sitting in the in the last row who has the real tough question, they're not going to get picked. They're not going to get uh, selected to speak. There are people who have gone to those press conferences at the White House and haven't been able to ask a question in months. You know that there's a yeah. I, I think specifically there's an an African. Uh, oh yeah, he's, he's he's made himself known. Yeah, but they belittle him. Oh, they. This is unbelievable. He's a, a reporter from, I think it's from, is it uh, Zimbabwe or, or Kenya? He's some country in Africa. He's a smart guy. He's articulate. Uh, he has interesting questions. They won't let him ask him. He hasn't been selected in months. So or finally, when he does get a, a question out, they find a way to make fun of him and yeah. misalign the question. Well, he, he usually has to ask the question without being selected. Now he'll kind of jump in, and and she'll start to say things like, uh, I don't know what his name is. Let's say his name is Bob. Bob, you be quiet. I didn't ask you. I mean, they, she starts belittling him from the mm -hmm. get-go, and all he's trying to do is ask a question. Look, she she's a, she's a bigger part of this uh this cabal that's going on as anybody else. And she knows it, but she's getting some good money for it. But, you know, it's about time that they, you know, they, they, they change press secretaries quite often because of uh, the road where they, they go through there. She'll get some other appointment and they'll bring a new face out. And you'd, that should you'd be like happening to think very soon. You'd like to think so, but I think they're getting a lot of mileage with this Karine Jean-Pierre because 
she is so um, difficult. <laughs> she is so, uh, and she's not very bright. To be honest with you, if you well, watch, that's what makes her difficult. Yeah, she's stupid. If you watch her answer questions, uh, she is sometimes like a deer in headlights, and she'll be shuffling through her folder looking for the right answer. And then when she finds it, she reads it verbatim. And you can see her eyes following the page. Not like a lot of press secretaries where they have the answer on the top of their head. You'll have to check with State Department on that. We haven't got the answer, but, you know, or, or they'll have a more specific uh, answer and they'll move on. But she hasn't got a clue. She's like a, a deer in headlights. Um, another Speaking of people who work for the administration, i got to play this for you. Over the uh, weekend... Over the weekend, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Now, you haven't seen much from Pete recently. Pete's been probably on another vacation. You know, he, he does like to take the time out and uh, travel and stuff and be with his, uh, his husband. But he was talking with um, MSNBC, uh, and they were talking about racism and traffic accidents. What? I'm not kidding. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities, black and brown Americans, tribal citizens and rural residents much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities. And we have a, a responsibility to act on that. I wish I could show you the video. He was talking to Al Sharpton, who was just engrossed. But the fact of the matter is, in reality, accidents aren't racist. Car accidents aren't, there's no racism there. They happen because they're, uh, call me crazy, they're accidents. Okay? Oh, you're making that word up. Come on. No, no, no. It's, it's. It's really A-C-C-I dense. Accidents. The guy is unbelievable. He has the cojones, and I'm only saying that for our Latin audience. He has the cojones to sit there with a semi-straight face and look at the camera and say that traffic accidents are a form of racism. Uh, it, it, it is It is. You want to bang your head, but then again, it's your head, so you shouldn't bang it. But it it does make you want to pound your head. It doesn't make any sense at all. We're being sold such a bill of garbage, such a a lot of horse feathers. Manure. Yeah. It it just, it's it's mind-boggling. And it's all coming from this administration. You know, this is the administration that has given us uh, 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 an admiral. (laughs) I say this with a smile. An admiral who wears a skirt, who was called Richard Levine up until about four years ago. Now, Richard has a family, by the way, I think, with a wife and kids. Uh, but Richard all of a sudden found his real self, and now he's an admiral in the Biden administration. Uh, unbelievable. Then we had uh, Sam Brinton, the luggage handler at uh, many uh, an airport. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. The guy who used to like to wear, he he was particularly fond of red dresses and high heels. But, you know, 
everything after that was all guy. I mean, he had a mustache and short hair, and he was like a luggage thief, which amazes me because the guy was also the Undersecretary of Energy. Was he not making enough money in that job, or did he need a side job where he was uh, stealing luggage and then selling it on the sly? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it, you couldn't make that up either. Uh, yeah. No, but, but he, you know. Uh, but Biden thought he was. I, the, I, I don't want to say he got off, but I guess he did. <laughs> yes, he did. You know, the charges, the charges I, were uh, yes, let go. He, he just had to pay for uh, a small fine. He got off with a smile. And uh, Biden thought that this was the perfect guy to uh, be one of the leaders in the energy department. Mm -hmm. I guess you need energy to steal luggage and then to uh, get it out of the building quickly, I guess. And you also have to know your luggage, too. Because he didn't just steal, like, uh, Samsonite or something that, uh, you know, uh, a run-of-the-mill kind of luggage, American tourister, you know. I mean, that we all have. He was stealing this high-end stuff that cost, like, $3,000 a bag, you know. And, and then... I guess he would, he could sell the forget what's in the luggage. The bag itself was worth some money. So, well, plus he got all the laundry, you know, in there. Also, so, you know what else he did, Bill? What? Uh, I don't know if you were aware of this, but uh, there's a picture of him in a designer dress. It was in one of the pieces of luggage that uh, was lost in the airport. The lady was, I believe, from Africa, but she was an African designer of of some fame. And it was also read with a, a pattern, and she was looking at pictures of Brinton, and there he was in one of his red dresses with, with her design on it. So I guess they they're going after him, you know, for stealing, stealing her her design. But nonsense. Don't worry, he'll find a way to beat that charge too. I mean, that's true. It is the it is you know he's 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 uh, an endangered uh, privileged species. <laughs> Over the weekend, uh, the people on Fox and Friend weekend were talking about Lindsey Graham and and uh, the fact that I don't know if you heard about this. He he co-sponsored a bill, and when he was asked about that on television, he said, oh, "I wouldn't back something like that." And someone said, "Well, wait a second, you're one of the co-sponsors," and and he said, "Oh, I wasn't aware of that." You got to hear what. Uh, Rachel Campos Duffy had to say about <laughs> about uh, the response. I do think it's an interesting conversation that Ro Khanna has brought up. You know, Dianne Feinstein has missed, I think, all of her votes recently. She's 89 years old. Yeah, mm -hmm. for a couple of months. Um, and he's saying, look, you got to be able to vote. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to be able to do the job. But then there's also the undercurrent of he's got someone he would like to replace her. And then Nancy Pelosi's got her camp. So there's internal California politics of the establishment. There, there are certainly is but he, but it also then brings up what about Fetterman who's also yes. missed a lot yeah. and even on the Republican side what about congressmen who are perfectly healthy but their staffers do everything for them like Lindsey Graham who didn't even know he had co-signed onto the Restrict Act so those are all kinds of issues not just about people's health but how the whole system runs is it really run by the representatives or are their staffs doing it I imagine in Diane Feinstein's ca case it's a and it's a Fetterman's staff case Fetterman's case and maybe Lindsey Graham's case, because how do you not know you didn't sign on to the Restrict Act, which is, I mean, one of the greatest threats to our civil liberties. Um, it's There's hard no to doubt a lot of senators get so much income and they have to outsource it to staff.
Uh, even more so than the House, I'm but sure. How do you co-sign a bill and not know you co-signed it? I'm Great sorry. I, I, I'd want to know his answer. I think that's that's very important, it, it, and it is one topic. And another topic is if you are un so unhealthy that you cannot do the job, maybe you should not be doing the job. And then that goes all the way up to Joe Biden. Sure does. I thank them for mentioning the Restrict Act. That's what the uh, act was that I was trying to remember a few minutes ago. Right. The Restrict, the Restrict act. act. That's what uh, they're trying to push through now. That'll It'll affect everybody. It'll probably affect this show directly if they pass it. And Lindsey mm -hmm. Graham co-sponsors it. And then when asked, says, I don't know anything about it. I What's that? And Which then, means that, you know, he has no, if, if that's the case, he has no idea what he's doing. And it's time to put a cognizant Republican in there. Unfortunately, he put his seat up for grabs. Uh, the Democrats, they're out fundraising. Uh, actually, Republicans are getting a lot of money in fundraising right now. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's going to be so much money in this next election that's coming up in 2024 that it's going to be hard to even know who won or why, when or where, because you're going to be inundated with all these hate ads and deceptive ads. And the deception really is going to be that we're focused on the ads and not really seeing what's going on before our very eyes, which is probably going to be another massive steal. Just what we need, another massive steal. <laughs> Tucker's going to have something interesting tonight. He's got Elon Musk. You know that, right? I got a little segment of it. Listen. The degree to which uh, various government agencies had effectively had full access to everything that was going on on Twitter uh, blew my mind. Um, I was not aware of that. Would that include people's DMs? Uh, yes. DMs, direct messages. So if you were direct yeah. messaging on Twitter and you thought it was private between you and somebody else, it was not. It was No, the government had it. Isn't that amazing? Well, how do you think they've targeted so many people so well? You know, if you want to target somebody, you got to have intel. And what better intel than, you know, getting people's personal messages from, well, Twitter. And I'm sure that, you know, through Apple and Verizon and all of the places, your text messages are probably not 100% secure, which is why, you know, like when people go, oh, I'm doing this group chat, I take my name right off the group chat because I, you know, Nothing ever comes good out of a group chat. It just doesn't. You know, I don't want anybody getting anything of mine. This is going to be an interesting uh, conversation tonight. Elon Musk on Tucker, and I got a feeling yeah. it'll probably be, it probably would be most of the show, I would think. Yeah, I think it's pretty much the entirety. In, in Mexico, did you hear about this? There was a mass shooting in Mexico. You, we're not the only country that has uh, these attacks on, on civilians. There was a party in Mexico. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a shooting, you know. Uh, Big Mexico. shooting. Yeah, and uh, I guess I'm trying to see how many people were. Uh, it was 4.30 in the afternoon, I believe. Right. And I think four people were killed and a bunch were. But it was in central Mexico. And I guess there's, there were some tourists there, too, which was some concern uh, for us. Um, and we're not hearing much about it. Because it's not in the U.S., you know. Well, there, there's that, and there's a, a story that's associated saying, watch out for the angry teens. They're coming for us. In other words, young teenagers now have guns, and they're not happy with it, and uh, they're coming after us. I We're just, being played. I just sometimes wonder whether all of these stories are true. I'm, look, at, I'm sure some of them are, 
I don't know. It's just speculation. But there's an agenda that the administration wants to push through. Right. They want to get through gun control. Heck, I just saw a story this morning where they're already pushing uh, biometric weapons where the gun won't fire unless the person who owns it is holding it. Okay, so they push that thing through, and it's, oh, this sounds like a great idea. I can have my guns. Well, you know, you're, you, you don't vote for the right candidate. Your gun gets turned off. You get a traffic ticket. Your gun gets turned off. That's true. You're in a domestic they argument. Can, they can no violence, you. but an argument. They can turn it off. They can hack your guns. Yeah. So, but, all right, let's just say there's 800,000 guns. Well, maybe let's go a little higher than that. Let's say there's about 400 million guns out in the American public, which is probably a low number. All right. These aren't smart guns. These are regular guns. Actually, are they going to come and confiscate all those? Actually, there are supposedly 450 million guns and rifles uh, in in the population. 450 million. There are 330 million people. There are more guns than people in our country, supposedly. Think about that for yeah. a second. All right. Are you going to go and how are we going to collect all those guns? You can't. You can't do it. Well, I would. Uh, well, if you have a gun and it's a gun that's, you know, a dumb gun mm -hmm. that has to wait for you to make a decision, mm -hmm. that gun's going to be very expensive in the uh, black market, underground market. When they bring in these, you know, intelligent smart guns. guns, smart yeah. guns, you know, so uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I can't tell you what to do. I, I know if I had guns, I know what I'd do. I got, if a, I had guns. I got a story on uh, that shooting in Mexico from uh, uh, WFAA in Dallas. Listen. And we have new information this morning. Uh, Mexican authorities are looking for the group of men who opened fire at a resort, killing seven people, including a child. The shooting took place at the La Palma Resort in central Mexico. And police say after the shooting, the attackers then destroyed a spa shop and took the security camera before fleeing. There's no word on the possible motive at this time, but videos posted to social media show several vacationers running for cover. There's something about almost everything that we're being told these days that has me shaking my head saying, is it real? Are we being told mm -hmm. the truth? Uh, I don't believe they've been straight with us on a lot of things for quite some time. Well, here's something to think about. You know, I'd mentioned, I think on the Saturday show that the uh, Russians had put their Pacific fleet on high alert. Yeah. Story just out an hour ago is that Russia's Pacific fleet uh, they're in combat drills right now, readying for war. You know, then everything I hear about our troops right now, I've heard it from people like uh, Jack Keane, who is the uh, a former general, major general. He's a, a Fox News expert, military expert. On, on Friday, he said, uh, we're not ready for war, especially war mm -hmm. on on several fronts. Well, now, you got to find the right lingerie to go along with would, the battle fatigue. Would someone please tell me... <laughs> he just got that. Would someone please <laughs> tell me why is it that we're pushing towards war if we're not ready for war? Isn't there someone in the Pentagon, aren't there some great military minds who are in a position of power who can say, wait a second, guys, 
let's back off a bit. We don't have the ammunition. We don't have the troops. We Our recruitment is down. We haven't got the training. We're going to get killed. What are you doing? I don't know. We're headed for disaster is what we're headed for. Then you get a story like this. The United Nations discreetly issued a report in March encouraging members of the U.N. to decriminalize sex between minors and adults. God's truth. Uh, let me read this story. The report is titled, quote, The Eight March Principles for a Human, a human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Prescribing Conduct Associated with Sex Production, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness, and Poverty, end quote. Oh, that's a heck of a title. On page 22 of the report, the U.N. states, quote, With respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. How's that done? No, let me finish. Enforcement may not be linked to the sex-slash-gender of participants or age of consent to marriage. The report continues, moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual, in fact, if not by law. This is from the United Nations, a report. They're pushing pedophilia mm-hmm. down our throats. They're- so if uh, your child is raped by a pedophile, it's not really rape. No, well, he consented to it. It was, you know, sure he's three, but I mean, you could see. Well, it. no, no, he might he might have been a fifty year old man, and she might be thirteen. Yeah, that's exactly right. She she consented by uh, by just looking enticing to him. Unbelievable! And this is mm. the United Nations. This is, by the way, the uh, the group that this administration wants to become more dependent on, more reliant on. They want to have a closer relationship with the United Nations. Whereas when President Trump was in office, he, as far as he was concerned, he would have severed a relationship with the UN. He had no use for the United Nations. But I have no use for the United Nations. There have been calls to get rid of them for a long time. Not by as far the left. as I'm concerned. Not by the left. There's no justification for the UN. And uh, I, I don't see where they benefit uh, benefit us. As far as I'm concerned, they could disband the whole thing. You know, if you want, move it to another country. You have to Get realize to Canada. You have to realize where this came from. The UN. It, it started right after World War One. I. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Uh, there was something that they tried to to push down our throats called the League of Nations. It was a big deal. It was all the countries getting together and and having this uniform uh, governing body and it didn't catch on it 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 sputtered out like probably because of world war ii uh but it just didn't catch on but after world war ii was over oh they were right back at it and they didn't want to call the league of nations because that was old and that had some negative stigma to it so they called it the united nations ah the united nations it sounds so so uh positive doesn't it and mm. and it's the same old thing. They would love nothing more than to take all of the governing power away from local countries and have it controlled by this organization. By the way, this organization that put that 
that report together about normalizing pedophilia. That's the same group of people who would love to control this country and Canada. And, and by the way, they are controlling other countries more so than others. You know, like, yeah, you know, there, there's really no, I mean, there's an argument against it, but there is no reason that we should be argue, even having the argument. It is so wrong to begin with that we need to, uh, you know, it's, it's like a cancer. Mm -hmm. We need to cut that out of our society. Uh, it just, I don't know how anybody, an adult in their right mind, who is a member of the United Nations, who can sit there in the same room and hear that report and not be disgusted by it and not have uh, objections to it, but they, they, just, they just seem to go along to get along. Someone says uh, pedophilia should be okay. Okay, it's coming from the U.N. Well, if it's coming from the U.N., maybe we've all thought the wrong thing. Maybe pedophilia isn't a bad thing. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Also, also I, I didn't really hear about this. Up in Canada, a Canadian teen was suspended from uh, a Catholic high school for opposing transgender ideology, uh, and he was kicked out of the school, and he went back to try to fix the situation, and he was arrested so he's now filing suit. It's a Catholic school. He he had problems with the the girls' bathroom being accessible by boys. <laughs> I mean, you would think that the priests who are involved with that school might say, "Well, wait a second, he's got a point." But they kicked him out, and I guess the uh, the the principal was a layperson, uh, so he wasn't a priest. But you know, if it's a Catholic school, it's run by the diocese. Uh, of whatever diocese uh, that school is in, I think I think, I think it's up in uh, Ontario. It's in Renfrew, Ontario. So, see, here's the problem. You know, religion. You know, we have to be accept. You know, we have to accept anybody into the fold because we are a forgiving type people. Mm -hmm. But if you take that that cult that's out there, and they go, the only way to bring down the church is to infiltrate the church. And once they accept me and my perversions, and I'm working on it, God, then all of a sudden they're working on internally changing the church, which obviously is what's happened with uh, the diocese yeah. up there in the, in the Catholic school. But, you, you know, know they, I, if I told you, Bill, that you sit in the pews week in and week out, sit in the churches week in and week out, and you're told certain things, you know, that— that uh, there are rules and there are things you have to follow. There are beliefs that if you are going to be a Catholic, you should believe in these fundamental Christian values. And, uh, and then they do this. They, then they, they go turn around in their Catholic schools and do something which is totally against what they teach you in the church. Because they never believed what they taught in the church. And they looked at that in the Catholic school, it was the time and the place to make a change. And, you know, and what gives them the right? Can you show me that scripture in the Bible, or are you going to rewrite the Bible? You're going to change some of the well, scripture? We've done that throughout time. I mean, the Bible is not a direct, you know, in my opinion, a, it is not a direct, you know, passed down from God. King James, he rewrote the Bible. You know, mm -hmm. he did a total rewrite. I know what you're saying, but I to me, when 
you're in church and they're telling you that there's a difference between a man and a woman and you are to believe that these differences exist. And then when you hear about the school next door allowing transgender males into the women's room and then kicking a kid out of the school who believes in the values that were taught in, in the church next door, it's it's got to be, you know, it's confusing for me, and I've been around this planet for a while. Can you imagine how it must be for some 17 or 18-year-old kid, a 17 or 18-year-old kid who, who is uh, going to church and then going to school and having his values challenged, uh, values that were taught to him in the church? Unbelievable. Also, speaking of values, uh, mm-hmm. Piers Morgan actually defended Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines is the swimmer. She came in second place to that guy who decided one day that he liked dresses more than he liked. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Piers Morgan, of all people, who's kind of a, a leftist, but a decent enough guy, I guess, he came to the defense of Riley Gaines. Listen to this. Leah Thomas won one of the races in the NCAA championships by 50 seconds against a bunch of biological females who simply couldn't keep up. That cannot be right. It cannot be fair. That is something that I trust, I think our sporting bodies should be dealing with. And by the way, Riley is speaking up for herself and that is her prerogative, and I respect her free speech. I think she's speaking up for pretty much every female athlete in the world. He's uh, speaking with uh, a Democrat uh, congressperson, and uh, she's just trying to stay the ground and speak the uh, mm-hmm. the party line, and uh, Piers Morgan would have nothing of it. Uh, Leah Thomas is a guy, and Leah Thomas, have you seen him on the platform when he's getting the trophies? He's about oh, a yeah. foot and a half taller than the women next to him, you know, and he's about a foot broader than the women that are next. I mean, just looking at this guy, I don't care that he has long hair and he speaks with a high voice. The fact of the matter is the muscle mass is all guy. And and how do how do feminists how do feminists allow this is beyond me. I grew up in a time when feminism was a big deal. And uh, you were to treat women with respect, well, and you weren't to put the you weren't to belittle. Where them. are all the voices that should be speaking? Up I have no this? idea. I have no and idea. And why are they not doing it? Or is there? Uh, are they being? You know, are they being hushed, quieted? Are they being suppressed? Or is there a bigger uh, objective that they're willing to? They're willing to make this concession to achieve something else. And uh, continuing down the same road here, uh, I hear, see where Budweiser now is about $7 billion in the hole uh, because of their woke campaign with uh, Dylan Mulvaney dressed up with a, as a smiley uh, woman with the perpetual grin, well, grin on his face. <laughs> you know, I don't feel sorry for him because obviously they knew. And, you know, knowing whether, you know, the background of the CEO uh, that tells me something right there, too. So, guess what? You know, enjoy the fruits of your labor because you guys made this. You invented this. I, so, enjoy it. I saw a f- it's yours. A funny parody uh, commercial about uh, Bud Light. Do you remember the commercials? It used to be the real American hero, you know? <laughs> and it was, well, it was a parody on this whole... Um, 
Dylan Mulvaney thing. It was really good, and you can find it on the internet, friends. I wish I could could show it to you, but you uh, remember the Bud Man? He was bald, and he just kind of egg shaped guy, and had the had the 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 mask, you know, like a wrestler, and then the cape. No, he was no, no. Bud Man. No, no. It was probably a short lived commercial campaign, but they ought to bring him back in his lingerie because uh, for all you might do. Fit. This buds for you. <laughs> hey. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, friends, gosh, I don't need a beer. Our Monday, our Monday program is in the can, man. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can call us at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. There's also mail at crnamerica.com, so there's every which way you can get in touch with us mm-hmm. right now to date. So please do. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you don't find that uh, link on our website, if for some reason we can't get that link about the mask with the wrinkle behind the neck of Biden, uh, you can search for it. It's there. It's on the Internet. And uh, you'll see it. It's so obvious. It's Biden. I think he's wearing a blue suit, and he's back to camera. And he scratches the back of his neck, and then you see the wrinkle from the uh, the latex. There's it's a just... woman in the background. Oh my God! It's a mask. <laughs> you you know, can... and it's it's amazing. But yeah, I I think we'll be able to get it up. I think there's a link that uh, can be posted, and uh, we'll put it up there uh, probably shortly. Okay, friends, have a great remainder of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow right here. Well, we won't we won't see you. We'll talk to you. Well, that's a good point. This is audio, isn't it? Yes. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?